0: You're listening to Let's Talk About Fatherlessness with host Sean Tice, where we talk about leading fatherless families to the Heavenly Father. Hey, my name is Sean Tice. Welcome back to Let's Talk About Fatherlessness. I'm so excited to have my friend, Pastor Dan Hafley, with us today. Thanks for being with us today, Dan.
1: It's a pleasure, man.
0: You're from Maranatha Baptist Church, and, and I know how to say it. I stayed there with my RV, Mattoon, right? Not Mattoon, yes. Mattoon.
1: You're saying it like an old pro.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mattoon, Illinois. Uh, you guys are out there in the middle of the country, and you have you've been behind our ministry for a few years now. You guys are, were one of your missionaries. And and then you guys really excited us last year. Uh, you decided to, to start a single mom actually this year, this year, a single mom community group at your church, a single mom ministry. And so I just wanted to, wanted to have you on the show to talk about that, talk about your experience with that, um, because I want to share with other pastors and ministry leaders about the need to start these groups. And and you, you shared a video testimonial with us. I thought that was wonderful, but we're just trying to get these groups in, in every county in the United States just to provide support to single moms. One of the things that we found, when we traveled was single moms would tell us they didn't feel connected to the church. And so I think the community group, I think then also trying to get them pulled into different parts of the church through that group with that group, along with it, I think it's a great way. And we were just talking about that a little bit before the show, but before we go into that, tell us more about yourself.
1: Oh, uh, my, my dad was a pastor. I grew up in an independent Baptist church. Uh, dad pastored for 40 years. um, when he, when he passed away uh, in 94, uh, they, the, I'd been a youth pastor for 10 years, working with him, and youth evangelists traveled and stuff, and preached at youth conferences, etc. Had a teen magazine called the Teen Gram, if anybody remembers it. It was done in about 2010, I think, so when we quit it. But um, when he died in 94, the church asked me to become their pastor. So I took over in 94. I told him I'll give him two years because I'd grown up in the church and felt like I needed to go away uh, somewhere else. and But I ended up staying there for 16 years. And then um, then I told the church, okay, look, we've done this, and we've seen God move. We've seen him grow the ministry. And um, we've, we've planted a couple other churches and done some things. and am excited. We love you guys. But, God, I want to go back on the road again with my family. So my family and I sold everything we had, bought a fifth-wheel trailer and a pickup truck and took off with our guitars and uh we we spent a year and a half on the road god changed um due to some physical things that i experienced won't bore you with all that but uh god changed our direction and reminded me that i loved pastoring and so we found a church in mattoon that was looking for a pastor they had 16 people that voted me in and uh, i grew it to six and then <laughs> basically it was a start over and then uh we've been here now since um uh, Easter of 2012 and the Lord's grown the ministry and, uh, my kids are all working with me. My, my oldest son is a headmaster of our school now. And, um, my second son is a deacon in our church and his wife and my daughter, my baby girls, they're both teachers in our school. My wife uh, teaches in the school and, um, we've seen God grow the ministry. I guess that's, that's, that's it in a nutshell.
0: That's wonderful. And I, I love your story. And I, I can relate the whole uh, selling everything and buying a truck and an RV. I totally understand all of that. And I think that's kind of probably why part of why we hit it off whenever we came to your church. Uh, but I can I can picture where you're at. I can picture parking behind your church right there in, in the grass. And then an uh, early snowstorm hit um, yes. when we were there and we i think i think you might have been out of town then but we left during the snowstorm and man that was that was probably one of the scariest times of driving that i've ever had uh when we were pulling our rv cuz we we got to the right where the exit's at to get onto the, the ramp to get onto the the on ramp to get onto the interstate uh, right there in mattoon and it was just I mean, it was covered. And I, I remember sliding with our RV. We had a 40, 44 foot toy hauler and we were just sliding. And I'm like, this is the scariest thing I've ever experienced in my life. <laughs> and, and then we got on the highway and all these tractor and trailers were off the side of the highway. I don't know why I'm telling you all that, but I just remember that, that that's one of my experiences. Cause it was yeah. one of the uh, core memories of traveling with an RV having yeah. that, but that Ram, man, it pulled it right out of that, uh, that, uh, snow filled yard that we were parked in. Oh gosh. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that well, that, so good. that just down from where you parked, just down the alleyway, there was a nursing home and we, uh, we were given that nursing home. It's last long story, but anyway, um, some local, local past uh, local, um, churches have supported and we had several businesses give us like $500,000 in cash to renovate. Wow. It. wow. So, um, That's a whole nother story, but yeah,
0: that's so great. And that's where the school's at now. And I think it's wonderful what you guys are doing and how you're just, you're growing your town and uh, through, through the Lord and just trying to help, help the people uh, experience God. And so one of the things you're doing there is you decided to start a single mom community, community group ministry. And so tell us about that. Tell us about how that's been going or what made you decide to pull the trigger. Cause we have a lot of churches. They want to do it. They want to get involved in it. Um, but they just haven't pulled the trigger yet. So what made you guys decide, Hey, we're going to do this.
1: Okay. So first of all, when you, when we first met about three, four years ago, I don't know when it was, I spent a while and, uh, I saw what you were doing and I, I'm like, this is, this is a need America has. I mean, I was really excited to see what you were doing. Um, I think I might've told you that, but I, I, I just want to go on record as saying, I, I think God's really touched you with something that's important at this time in, in, in America with all the families without fathers and the, the problems that come from it. You've, you've put your finger right on the pulse of one of our biggest problems. Well, when I looked in our town, like our community, I realized that a lot of our community is broken homes and, and that's really the world we live in. Um, I'm a chaplain with police and fire and and hospital with nurses. And in those cases, uh, it's between 60, 60 to 80% of their marriages end in divorce. Um, and so, so broken homes are everywhere. And when I first started the ministry, I knew one divorced person. That was it. Um, I didn't know anybody that was homosexual. I knew nobody like that. And I've got people in my church now that have come out of that lifestyle. And, you know, kids that come to our Sunday school that don't have a dad, that have two moms. And, you know, we're trying to rescue them from the edges of complete disaster. So when I saw your material and I looked through material, first thing I did was I took your book um, and I gave it to one of the single moms that had just come in. She was working for a nursing home. And I led her to Christ in her office and, and she came to church and started bringing her kids as a single mom. So I gave her your devotional book. Another lady came in, she was a teacher. She was a single mom. And I gave her your devotional book I mean, for the single mom's journey. And uh, then when you started talk, talking about how you were putting the single moms group together, I, I well, caught, caught my interest. I'm like, how can I do this? Well, we have an older lady in our church who was a single mom, and then she got married and raised her kid with their kids with a stepdad. And she is just one of the godliest ladies ever. I mean, she's she's a minister. She's truly a I don't know. In the Bible, they call you know there's a Phoebe then the Bible, and there's um uh, uh what's is it Dorcas or Tabitha? Uh, these ladies that committed themselves to the work of the Lord. This lady is that kind of a lady. <laughs> And, uh, her, her son is on our school board. He's a w- well in respect in the community. And, um, her grandkids are in our school and in our church and youth group. Anyway, just, she's just a godly influence and her husband had died. So she's a widow now. And, uh, I went to her and I said, you know, you just exhibit so much love to all these and care for these people in our church. Are you interested in helping me get this single moms group going? And she said, boy, absolutely. So you met her, you've met her online and talked with her and she, she heads this up. Honestly, um, I've talked to, um, I was at a pastor's conference in June and I explained to them what you were doing and I, they all wrote down your information. I said, you guys need to do this in your church. And they were all asking me how it worked. And, uh, I, I, uh, you didn't, I wasn't officially a representative or anything, but I was pushing your stuff. And uh, I told them, and one of them said, well, should the pastor run this? I'm like, absolutely no. (laughs) A pastor should not run a group for single moms. And uh, I had had a, a single young man come to my church and he said, uh, I'm looking at all the Sunday school groups. Can I go to the single mom's group? And I said, no, you cannot. This is a single mom's group. Don't go down there shopping. No, but uh, anyway, so we we, um, <laughs> we we created this this uh, room, a separate room, and our Wednesday night program, it actually spearheaded more of a Bible study uh, setup for our Wednesday night. So we divided our church on Wednesday night into these special study groups. So, I teach an adult class. Then, the single uh, Miss Lana teaches the single moms. And then it broke us up into other groups, gave more people ministry opportunities. And as I told you before, before we got online, Sean, even my youth group, because of the single moms group, our youth group started with six kids. It's now running 30, 40 kids on Wednesday night because we were able to target them as well. And your, your program actually spearheaded this new idea for us and it's grown the church, uh, in in and of itself. And it's, uh, largely because we wanted to figure out how to make this work for our church, how to make a single mom's group without them feeling ostracized. Now we've reached a point where some of the moms were meeting guys and stuff and, you know, they're having, they're still trying to, uh, they're raising little ones and they're trying to to do that so we we set up a uh nursery so they can bring their little ones their teens whatever and they can those teens and ner- kids can all be taken care of on Wednesday night but some of the moms are struggling a little bit so a couple of our you know Miss Lannon and one of our other single moms is really faithful she um they fasted and prayed for our single moms and the next Sunday they all came back again and uh so but i realized that it's got a shelf life and so we've decided that we're going to let them we're going to integrate them in with for a few months we're going to integrate them in uh through the holidays and stuff with our adult bible study so they can build some other friendships within the church now that they've built a cohesive unit and literally yeah. uh, they have built a family amongst them i have about six or seven that come every wednesday night and they have uh atlanta told me some nights Um, They'll go through the devotion and then they'll just sit and they'll cry and talk about their issues to each other. And everybody understands everybody and they have built a real, real solid connection with each other. And now we're going to experiment a little bit and see what happens. Going to integrate them in with the rest of the church. And then Mm -hmm. after the first of the year, again, we'll start it up again and probably run through May or or even into the summer. Yeah. So see how that goes. I'll keep you posted, but...
0: That's a great that's idea. It. And and we were just talking before this, how, how we ran ours in, in Las Vegas is we would do it. Um, we started in February. I think we started in February. We took the summers off because the church we were at, they did a summer Bible conference. Like in July, they had a Bible conference. So we would take off like six weeks in the summertime. And, and I think that um, those breaks, like you're talking about doing a break on it, I think those breaks really... Kind of help it, because if you have something that's ongoing continually, it's never ending. I think people get overwhelmed by that. And so I, it's nice, but they know that there's eventually going to start back up. And so for them to know that it's it's going to be there. God
1: programmed programmed us with a once a week break at the beginning of creation. Exactly. You You know, we have to have these breaks. And and by no means will we leave the program. I I want you to know we will we will start it back up again because it has been yeah. so successful in helping these ladies plug into God and and uh, get the help that we're going to continue it. But I think, think it's a break, great. A break is a good thing for them. Yeah, and I love how you're being grow creative. in the break, right? You you grow yeah, exactly in the
0: break. exactly. And I think how you are being creative with it, um, and just being like, how can we? Because I know some of the mom, moms would come to that that Bible conference then in the summertime at Liberty and then they'd start back up when school year started and I was telling you before we started even when I was a youth pastor we would have a we would have a drop I know a lot of some youth groups they would grow in the summertime but we would have a drop in the summer because kids didn't have structure and we found that at least at least where I was at as a youth pastor in Florida whenever the summertime hit, the structure was gone from school, so they wouldn't come as much. And you would think they would come more in the summertime because they didn't have as much going on. But when they had school and they had structure, the the attendance would go up because the structure in their life at that time, summertime structure was gone, so they're kind of out doing whatever they want. And so I think having those... It, you, have, you have to figure out where you're at. So when you're running one of these single mom groups, you're talking to pastors and people like that. Understand that first of all, it's they're they're sometimes they're messy. You know, these single moms they got some messy lives, but that's what you're there for as a pastor, as a church, to shepherd them and to help them with that. Some of the sheep they run around, they you know, they get a little, you know, they, they they're running away. But our job as shepherds is to help bring them back in. And so I love what you said about that. And then also, you know, taking those breaks, it's good to, for you to take those breaks, but we also have the curriculum to help with that. We, I told Lana Lana, that we have um, another round of curriculum that came out and it's called How to Parent Well as a Single Mom. And wow. we, we put that out there. And so if you're looking to start one of these groups, we have the curriculum to help you keep going. Now, what did you think? You were talking about the curriculum. What did you think about the curriculum?
1: Oh, I like it a lot. Um The uh once in a while we would have trouble with our streaming and we've tried to fix that up on our end. So I would recommend that if a church is looking at this, make sure you've got a good uh a good situation where you 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 know your Wi-Fi works, some you can watch the video, you know, at the beginning of the class. Um I do think I think it's critical that you have somebody besides the pastor and his wife. Maybe you only got the pastor, maybe it's the pastor's wife that leads it. That's fine but I think it's critical to find somebody who's been through what they've been through to lead it. And my, my recommendation, if you look around your church and you say, I don't have anybody like that. Well, then I would go to, um, I would fall back and say, Lord, um, you said to pray the Lord of the harvest that he'd send forth labors. I'd pray for someone like that because I think, I think God has those people like Mike Lana across the country that have been through a few things and can relate and, understand and the girls looked to her like a mother figure and it's just what they need um they don't need they don't need a man to come in and tell them this is how you need to raise your kids necessarily you know what i mean the the curriculum is built by you i'm not saying you you know what i'm saying no 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 they need a mother figure to help them love them uh give them the emotional support they need and so does that make sense?
0: No, it does make sense. Yeah, I completely and the curriculum them. that
1: you have helps Lana it like she knows exactly what to say, what direction to go, how to spearhead the group.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's not just a random gossip session. Now the, the, the girls will yes. get together and they'll talk about their stuff. But if you don't have a specific goal in mind, this this is this is what I just reminded remember I just remembered one of the girls that has come. She loves the program and she's been to other single groups before. And she said she quit them all because all they were was gossip sessions and hate, hate groups. We're going to hate the guys kind of group. And this, your curriculum gives them a targeted positive direction without it turning into how much I hate men program. Exactly.
0: Yeah. I had the church before we launched, when we were launching this, I, I think we had launched one in Vegas. We were working on getting other churches to do it in Tennessee and he said it would that's what it was. The church in Tennessee. They had a um single mom group and it was just they just sat around and talked and talked about how bad life was and stuff like that and the goal of the program is not to do that it's a it's a dis- evangelistic and discipleship group and it covers you know we cover salvation a lot we cover and working through a lot of the things of being a single mom the first set of curriculum is the single mom journey and we work through how to overcome your single mom journey it's 30 weeks of content and then the next one's how to parent well as a single mom and it comes from my wife and I we teach it uh, we teach it from the perspective of my mom's stories and then for me as a fatherless child growing up and then also you know with pastoral experience but yeah it is you got to have a facilitator in there that cares about the ladies um somebody that's passionate about about it now you mentioned a pastor's wife we have a pastor's wife in um Indiana that that runs one and she is kind of like I don't she's a, she's probably in her late 30s she's around my age and she's probably like 38, something like that. And she's like a sister to them. So you have like a sister yeah. figure, a mother figure, a grandmother figure, that's but good. somebody that cares about them that's willing to disciple them and has the authority to control the group. And so right. it could be a pastor's wife, could be a former single mom, could be an older lady, could be a couple that cares about these, right. these ladies and and they're there for the activities. Maybe the husband grills for the women's, you know, activities and the ladies with them. Um, but yeah, having those, those things is is just a, it's a great thing. Now, do you guys ever have activities for them or is it just a group? Uh, they, or-
1: they do have some, uh, periodically. Um, and that's, that's Elena thing. And, yeah. uh, but not as much, not as much as you would think. Most of the activities would be the Wednesday night thing because that's when they get together and their lives are pretty much crazy busy. So yeah. you know, we get them together on Wednesday nights and let their kids play and, you know, give them snacks and stuff. And that's kind of what happens.
0: Yeah, and I think it's great the way you guys are doing it. You're doing it during a time where you have child care and stuff for the teenagers already um, mm-hmm. to not put a huge burden on the church. Because I think if we try to do it another night of the week, um, it's it's really hard. So either do it yes, on a Sunday right. morning. Yeah, do, do it on a Sunday morning, maybe add it as a Sunday school class. I know we have some churches do that or add it on a Wednesday night where it's a time where – there's already youth you know youth stuff that's a great way to do it and then we would do quarterly activities it doesn't have to be you know activities all the time but just kind of out of the church setting we would actually do it at the church at the church but we would do right the, the, them and have like a pizza party and you know we would have a game night we would do we'd grill out we'd make it very simple um where it's just a time and it's once a quarter i mean you could do it you know, we just try to make sure that we try to have an activity the kids get together and play and then and then we'd also invite some other couples to come from the church. So we had this, like these two different couples that would come and they were just, the one was a former single mom. She was remarried and she wasn't going to run the group, but she just was, she was friendly to the ladies. And so she was there, her husband would come. So it was another man figure there for the kids. And then this other guy, him and his wife, his wife actually attended the group. She grew up fatherless and would attend the group just because of that. And so there's a wide variety of single moms that come to these too. We had a, uh, we had one that was a, a girl that grew up fodderless. We had a lady that came to it because her husband didn't come to church with her and wasn't interested in Christianity. So she would come cause she felt like a single mom at church. Uh, we just, just a wide variety of ladies that would, would pop in and it's just like, okay, when everybody contributed, everybody was able to, to encourage each other. And so I'm sure you're, you're getting that. Now, are you guys going to then use the guide to, to market again for Facebook? You yes. guys think you'll do that? Okay, cool. Yeah, Cause I we have a guide to do, that, do that. Yeah, that's great.
1: Yeah, and so you know, and the the activities uh, now we do have church activities, and that's another thing we try to integrate. Yeah, that's great. So it makes it part of a bigger family. It kind of it kind of works. So
0: I I love I love the church activities. I think it's it's great to to get them involved in in all that, and I think it's great what you guys are doing trying to get them integrated into the church. Because sometimes single moms they they feel so disconnected. That's one of the things that we were told on our our tour. Is they just felt like hey, I don't have a place. And so tell me, you shared on your testimonial video what some of the single moms were telling you. Do you remember what you said about that on the testimonial video? Uh, the the um, single moms are telling you how they love the group and things like that. Do you remember that?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's I get it quite a bit. They um I don't remember exactly what I said on the video, but but um I hear it a lot from them that this this group has helped them solidify their relationship with God and I've seen it myself I've seen I've seen the girls become even more faithful in church there's a there's one particularly that we're trying to get into church she's come only to the single mom's group and we're trying to patiently I'm not forcing her but patiently trying to help her she's had some bad experiences with church before she comes every Wednesday night wow. and we're, and she loves it um, and it's helping her it's connecting her to God and connecting her to some a support group. And, uh, but we're trying to get her integrated into the church slowly, but the, um, I, one of them said to me, uh, that I, I mentioned already, she said that the other single groups she's been in has just been gossip sessions. And this program helps her, um, uh, with a relationship with the Lord. Um, I, truthfully, the other two girls I mentioned that I gave the single mom's journey book to before we even had the group. Uh, they talked about how it helped them and I saw them grow in their spiritual life um and you know a couple of them have joined the choir and you know gotten involved in that way and uh, just been really really good they 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 enjoy the 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 emotional support they enjoy the time to kind of debrief a little bit and they enjoy um the positive aspect so
0: yeah. I think that's great. And I think, I think it's wonderful that you guys are doing this. Uh, Thank you for your willingness to, to run this group and to invest in these ladies. I I think it's invaluable to their life. And the goal of this, if you're a pastor listening to this, the goal of this is to get them connected to a local church. So many fatherless individuals, so many uh, grandparents, raising grandkids, single moms, they feel disconnected. And so what we're trying to do is bridge that gap. What would you say to a pastor that's on the fence about maybe starting one?
1: I would say, I would say get the book, if get the video, get somebody to watch over the video. I would say this is a subculture within your community that is a larger subculture than you think. And if you can rescue these single moms and help them, you rescue the family, you rescue the next generation, you can stop the cycle of yes. brokenness. And I would say don't wait another minute. Uh get get the book, get the plan, get it started. And you're going to see your church grow because I think God backs it. I think when you give from your heart to people that can't give back, God fills in and he brings everything else you need. I mean, we've seen we've seen our offerings go up since we've been doing this. And I think that's a blessing from the Lord. It's not from the single moms. They don't have anything to give. And so we have to just give to them. And God brings the supply.
0: That's wonderful. Well, thank you, Pastor Dan, for doing this group. And uh, we just appreciate you, your your willingness to try it out. We, Like I said, we just launched this. Uh, we, we started doing one in Las Vegas. We felt like God put it on our heart. And then we launched uh, saying, hey, ask another churches, hey, would you do one? And we have 10 groups going right now across the That's country. And, and, I, and I think, like you said, I think it is sometimes it is a, there needs to be breaks. And one of the things we're going to add to our training site is, we're going to add a calendar, uh, maybe a a template of how, what you could do with the group, maybe take the summers off, things like that, where it can be, it's divided up. um, But I, and I think that's the way to definitely do it. So what you guys are doing is wonderful. You're working through it, trying to figure out how can we get these ladies connected. It's such a need. And I really believe, we have a national epidemic of foddlessness and I believe local churches is like yours or, or what, where the answer is, you know, where they can come and they I can do. learn about Jesus and they can learn about the gospel and, and learn about the life transformation of God being their dad. I just thank you so much for doing that.
1: You're welcome, Sean. Thanks for the work you guys, you and your wife have put together. This is amazing and valuable information.
0: Oh, thank, thank you. And, and the last thing is, where where can a, so if a pastor has questions for you and they're thinking about doing this, where can they contact you or reach out to you?
1: They, they call me on my cell phone. Uh, my number is 574-529-0937. If you call okay. me directly, I'll answer it.
0: Okay. You have an email too?
1: I have dhaifley, D-H-A-I-F-L-E-Y, at live.com, dot com. Email me or, or call me. Send me a text.
0: Okay, I appreciate that. That's great. If you're listening to this and you're interested in in starting a group, um, definitely reach out to Pastor Dan, and he can give you information on what they're doing. We'd love to have you start a group. And so thank you so much for being on with us, Pastor Dan. Uh, Looking forward to continuing our relationship and seeing how we can work together even more to reach the FODLess.
1: Thank you, Sean. God bless you.
0: Hey, thanks for checking out this episode of Let's Talk About Fodlessness. We want to now challenge you to take the next step by either starting a single mom community group in your church or with your ministry, or by joining our network of God Is My Dad Churches and Ministries. Isn't it a great experience to be able to start a single mom community group? Yeah, and it's just, if you talk to single moms, a lot of times what they'll tell you is, the one thing they're lacking is that community—just a group that they can go in and they know there's no judgment. You know, everyone may not have the same situation; everyone doesn't know what they're going through. But they can go in and they know there's no judgment, and and it takes that kind of that restriction and that uh, wall down for them so that they can share and then that they can grow in Christ and our single mom community groups are a wonderful ministry if your church can start one we'd love to have you we can help you get set up we have the curriculum and all the resources you need if you can't start one we'd love to have you start by by joining our network of churches and ministries our god is my dad network of churches and ministries where you can Get your church or your ministry on our map and people can find you and find find your ministry and your church so that they can get plugged into your church or ministry locally. So check that out. You can find all these resources at lifefactors.org. We have books. We have all kinds of content on there at lifefactors.org. Check it out today.